It's Friday the 17th of February and welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Catherine Alcorn and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. G'day Shane-o. Cass, straight off the boat I hear. Oh, fresh off the boat, <laughs> my friend. It's great to be back. I was uh, I sailed into Sydney Harbour yesterday morning, a beautiful morning after spending the yes. week performing my Bet Midler show, The Divine Miss Bet, on the P&O Adventure. Fantastic. How'd it go? Oh, it was a hit. It was a bit of a ball lake to get there, but we managed to, to get on board down in Dunedin and uh, and just sailed sailed around. We went down to Fjordland. It was spectacular. But um, yes. a lot of action going on in New Zealand at the moment. And I thought of you because I thought you might have been watching something last night. Well, the, I was watching the cricket, uh, England versus um, uh, New Zealand over there. It just reminded me of me touring New Zealand and uh, look, fabulous people. But uh, apart from, and I've told the story many times on the show, Michael Bevan being hit by a full salmon. But I remember fielding on the fence and uh, we were always taught if someone sledges you, you'd you sort of pick one person out in the crowd and go for them. And, and I just heard this remark, <laughs> hey, Lee, you're shit. And I turned around and saw this person with the biggest ears. I said, oh, is that right, Dumbo the Elephant? Then I, th- then I realised Dumbo the Elephant was a five-year-old kid and he started crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Read oh, well. the room, Shane. <laughs> well, today on the show, we'll be talking cricket as the Aussies get ready for the second test today. Some footy of various codes, some basketball and more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Okay, we're going to go straight in with the cricket and, oh goodness, let's move to India where the selection missteps back Australia into a corner ahead of the second test in India. Yeah, look, um, it's this tour is going from bad to worse um, and it's really going to come is. down now. The spotlight's going to be on the coach, Andrew McDonald, after this um, series, I would say. Our 17-man squad's effectively now down to 13. We've picked mm. two guys hoping they'd be fit and then, look, Stark's still not quite right. He still might play today. But he's got the splint off his finger, but he's underdone. Kem Green, there's still a big question mark around his finger as well. So they picked these two guys. And you've got Hazel, Hazel with the Achilles issue. And then um, Mitch Swepson, you can't blame him for this, but he sort of knew his wife was possibly going to have a child close or on tour. So he's now leaving um, the tour to go home to be the birth of his child, which is which totally understandable. But, Fair but we just haven't got the, quite the balance right. So we're effectively picking from 13. And 13 guys are not doing that well. 
Oh, dear. And it's all happening over there. Photographers are being banned from taking photos of the pitch and it's just... All we can do is wish them luck. All right, well, moving on to a bit of a brighter story. Achuka's Todd Murphy has been lauded in his hometown after Test Cricket debut against India. Yeah, it's lovely. and I love hearing the backstories. Um, I grew up down the south coast. It's not quite Achuka, but, um, yeah, they was, they're talking about him now and saying what a star he was as a kid. Um, he was a batsman, more of a batsman and a medium-paced bowler. He's turned into a, a fine young spinner, taking seven for 124 in debut. Um, but, yeah, it's good to hear some really good stories. They're digging out old photos of him now playing AFL and kicking 13 goals in a, in a grand final. So it's good to see that the young, bright star um, has affected a lot of people when they're really celebrating him in his country town. Oh, we know Echuca very well. My brother yes. and his wife lived there for a number of years, and it's a great place. And Todd Murphy, the overachiever, all of the best to him. <laughs> <laughs> and from bad to worse, as you said, the ICC apologised after incorrectly naming India number one, the test team over Australia. Or maybe they just put out this release a bit early because <laughs> I think they might. Or maybe they yeah, did. <laughs> this might be the case. So uh, Australia is the current number one test um, playing nation, but they haven't really shown that on this tour. India are the number one no. one-day international t- um, team and the number one T20 team. But I dare say after this performance um, and then we go to England, Australia might be slipping down the, the greasy pole a bit here, I think. It's like in Hollywood when at the Oscars when the publicist yes. creates a, a board whether or not yeah. <laughs> to release when you've won, when you've won the Oscar and then to release if you haven't. Yeah. So, um, well, in better news, Aussie Georgia Wareham returns from her knee injury, takes wickets at the T20 World Cup. She's done really well. It was, it was a serious mm. AC injury and um, she was out of the team for quite a while. Um, but a great return for her versus Bangladesh taking three for 20. Um, and she picked up $131,000 in the women's IPL um, auction as well. So she's had a bloody good week. I reckon, with Mitchell Swepson going home, let's fly straight to India. Could she play for, play for the bench? <laughs> get her in there. Absol- I was going to say the same yeah, thing, mate. There. She's hot, she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> now moving over to New Zealand v England, Basball is certainly paying off for the English. And Shano, when I hear Basball, I just assume that the team have taken a very theatrical turn and just Baz Lerman'd the whole thing up out there, going into a big song and dance number as they approach, which is clearly working for the Brits after aggressively declaring on day one within 60 overs a 325 to get New Zealand under lights for the last session. Yeah, unbelievable. Yes, they are peeling with jazz hands over there at the moment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But I tell you what, so I watched this yesterday and um, mm-hmm. Basball refers to Brendan McCullum, the coach, and, and he is the New Zealander mm-hmm. and his aggressive style. I can't believe how um, like the, the courage of their conviction to this whole setup because they were 2 for 120 off 19 overs in a test match day one with a pink ball. They're slogging. Like Joe Root, who's the be- best batsman in the world, I believe, um, just behind um, our own Steve Smith, um, played a reverse sweep, which you'd never see. He got out. And then, so England were four for 120. They just kept going. They ended up getting, declaring uh, nine for 325. Um, Harry Brook getting 89. And then they've come out and just, um, the evergreen Jimmy Anderson took three for, um, two for 10. And New Zealand are three for 37. So that they are playing very, very well, England. And um, yeah, they're prepared to uh, live by the sword and die by the sword. 
Absolutely. Ben Stokes has just given them the, the going yeah. and he's like, go for it, fellas, mm. and it really seems to be paying off. All right, moving over to the Matildas now, the Matildas versus Chechia. The Cup of Nations is like a dress rehearsal for the World Cup. My mind went, uh, when I looked up the coach of the Matildas, Gustafa, my mind went straight to Ratatouille, the chef, but I know it's Goodson. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, a great start for them last night, 4-0. Um, and Gustafa, the, the chef, he's got his form right here because uh, he's normally very defensive uh, in the way that he takes on teams but it's good to see him scoring goals. Stay with us because after this we'll be talking AFL NRL basketball and more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003 he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. And over to AFL now. The Eagles slammed for backflip after furious response to fat shaming of some players. What is going on here? Well, this is down to their last season. And Kane Corns, a former player and now commentator, has called out um, the the um, the team themselves, uh, the coach Adam Simpson and captain Luke Shuey. And they basically responded with uh, the response to last year, them being overweight. It's fat shaming, right? I, I, it's it's not at all. I, these guys are professional athletes. It's their job to be fit and Absolutely. be and be in their best condition. And uh, they've sort of backed down on those comments now and said we, maybe we overreacted and uh, maybe our players weren't in the best condition um, as they should have been. And the results showed that. So yeah, it's just uh, it's definitely not fat shaming. But as an athlete, you've got to be in the best condition you can be. I'm sure they've been giving those pelotons a good workout during yes. off season. Yep. So let's. <laughs> Let's see how they go this round. And over to NRL now. Cleary threatens strike action unless players get our fair share. It's all heating up at the NRL at the moment. What's going to happen, Shane? Well, he's the number one player in the NRL. Um, and he's come out and he said he's prepared to, you know, um, stand down and, and until they get their collective bargaining agreement happening. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty powerful words. Uh, like all these things, they... They tend to come together right at the end, um, the last minute. Um, the NRL sort of will stand strong. The players will go, well, we're prepared to sit out. They don't want to do it. But I think for the betterment of themselves and the game and the girls, they, they should do that. Oh, well, it's like me and my essays in high school. Leave it to the night before and it yeah. gets done. Yeah. Well, why worry about two weeks before that? Let's do it the last <laughs> night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Kaylin Ponga's move to 5-8th is the latest chapter in the Newcastle Knights skipper never-ending story. <laughs> well, this just keeps going. He's moved to 5-8 from the toilet cubicle up there in Newcastle. <laughs> I, know, I hope he's oh, over no. his bout of uh, gastro. I <laughs> know, oh, poor bloke. But um, I was always wondering, Kaylin Ponga, like, 
if you if you're engaged to this guy, would you take on his surname, Mrs. Ponger? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> Well, something stinks for this bloke. I mean, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. You know, he's had so much acclaim, so much hype, and um, they're saying he's he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. So, what does this guy do? Well, I'll tell you what. It's um, in all, in all seriousness, he's a very, very good footballer. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, I, I think he is um, grossly underachieved for his talents. And him going to five eight, he now this is do or die season for him. He has to stand up and take charge of that team. And, and not just be a good player when it suits him. Um, he's got to lead the way and turn that whole Newcastle team around. And moving over to netball now, in fantastic news for the code, Netball Australia has received $9.4 million government funding boost for the Diamonds. Yeah, fantastic news for them. Um, and this is uh, on top of the $15 million windfall last year from the Victorian government. Um, off the back of... You know, a few of the girls not being happy with um, Hancock Prospecting being the major sponsor, and they spoke out about that, and Hancock um, Prospecting withdrew their investment, which was a disaster for the sport. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and like, uh, during the COVID, they um, returned results of a $7 million loss. So the Victorian government thankfully stepped in, and now Netball Australia get another government grant as well. So... Uh, they're back. They're back in the um, in the black now, and um, let's hopefully they can manage that money properly. Netball Australia, come on and make sure that this game lasts. Well, I was going to ask you that. Where does the nine point four million get allocated? Well, without knowing the details, a lot of mm. it will go um, into some to player payments, um, funding the, the the national team. It'll fund some grassroots. Um, what I always get worried about with these organisations that Netball Australia. I hope they haven't got a huge staff there, like not 100 people running a game. Like mm. like uh, the NRL had thousands of people working for them and they don't, don't need that at all, right? Um, it's, over, it's over-engineered. It's over So hopefully it, they, they keep it lean and mean um, and put the money into the game itself and the development of the game. Well, the Diamonds are champions and we wish them all yep. the best. It's fantastic news. Moving over to basketball to the Brooklyn Bridges, Simmons booed as a new teammate <laughs> makes an entrance. That's a bit rough. Oh, not really. Just Ben Simmons. He, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a twat, I reckon. But um, Mikkel, oh, Tell us how you really feel, Shane. Yeah, Shana. I know. Well, Mikel Bridges, he was basically dumped from the Phoenix Suns uh, and moved to the Brooklyn Nets in, in a trade um uh, with the two of the, the Brooklyn Stars, um, and almost an overnight success. He scored 45 points, his highest um, return ever, eight rebounds, five assists, um, and two steals, which is a huge effort um, by one man, while Ben Simmons was booed. And I tell you what, they're going to toss him off the Brooklyn Bridge pretty soon, the way he's going in. <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't like him there at all. He's, he, he has trouble wherever he goes, that guy. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Oh, it's ego. Um, I think he's paid a lot of money. I think he's um, he's had a lot of yes people around him in the past. Uh, then I think form and, and people didn't like him. He's probably a sensitive guy deep down. I've never met him. Um, but you know, when, when you get paid so much money, people can be pretty um, pretty detrimental and, and, and pretty mean to you, and you, you've got to be tough enough to handle it. And that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We will be back on Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. That's with Big Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, 
Why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee? Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.